What's up, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers? Big Z here, and we are back with another Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. We want to thank everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. On this episode, the NFL just released their schedule for the 2020 season. We knew the opponents a while ago, but now it's all set. Time, date, everything. You can plan your road trips, hopefully. <laughs> the coronavirus, who knows? But we got a lot to talk about in this episode. We're going to break it down um, game by game and just kind of give our thoughts uh, on the first quarter of the season, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, and then our predictions at the end. We want to thank everybody for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Uh, please leave a review on there. It would be really helpful. But we really appreciate everybody for listening. We'll have some great content for you uh, in, the, in the upcoming weeks and hopefully make it interesting. One thing of note, uh, we recorded this on Zoom for the first time. So keep an eye out on our social media, at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, at Drinking Lions on Twitter, Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid on Instagram. And please email us at drinkingthebluekool-aid at gmail.com. If you have any questions or maybe you want to phone in a question or even join our podcast, that'd be great. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Now it's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. A Detroit Lions podcast made by lifelong Lions fans, UJ. I've been really drinking a lot of Kool-Aid tonight. Special brand of Kool-Aid called Weller. Bob. It's hard to find the losses here. Stafford, <laughs> regular season MVP. Rudd Dog. We're going to just be that team that yeah. just can flow like water and adapt to any team. The new dynasty is born. And Connor. Gotta be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. Hey, blue Kool-Aid drinkers. We are back. It is May 14th, 7.14 p.m. We were recording this, and we are going to be going through the 2020 schedule. The NFL just released the 2020 schedule, and it's going to go on as planned, apparently, so we'll see. But we'll get into it shortly here. But joining us here, as always, is the Blue Kool-Aid crew. So we got Bob, Rudd Dog, Yo. Yo. UJ, hey. and Connor. What up? Whoa. Where'd that come from? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to shake it up. I'm... <laughs> you're all so enthusiastic all the time. <laughs> if you're listening, if you're listening to this on a podcast, we're we're this is our first attempt at recording this through Zoom. Um, so we're gonna, we're gonna try to bring you some audio as well and mess up with and mess with uh, YouTube going forward here, possibly for some cool stuff we can bring you going forward as well, especially in the off season here to keep you entertained. Because uh, God knows we need some good entertainment, especially related to Detroit Lions football mm-hmm. uh, going forward here. We got a big lull. In, this, in, the, in our schedules right now, so, <laughs> um, but so <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but the NFL releasing their schedule for 2020. Um, we'll be getting into that shortly. But the first thing I want to get to, uh, guys, is just how this schedule is going to work. So this schedule is the NFL's the the season's going to go on as normal. There's going to be no London games. The Lions are supposed to play Jacksonville London this year. That's not going to happen. So, were you, would you guys rather play um, in Jacksonville, or would you rather play in London? Insignificant, inconsequential, win wherever. Sure. Game's awesome. 
Yeah, I like, I like the London game too myself. I like when it's the early game in London. You wake up, you watch the game, and then you can go on with your day. That's you know? true. <laughs> I do like that. I like it because uh, you know I had a bunch of you guys over uh, in the past. I think the last time they played was the Chiefs. <laughs> that, well, that that wasn't good, but before that, there was a good one the against Falcons. the Falcons. Um, that was a wild game. Either, but I had a lot of people over in the morning. We had a nice uh, pancake and sausage and big, big old brunch in the morning. Uh, so I was looking forward to that again, but that, that's not going to happen. So, but we'll be. Trying yeah, they really should get Brit announcers for those games, though. You know, <laughs> that was cool. with the accents oh. and everything. I think that'd be way cooler. They should get the soccer announcers like touchdown, touchdown, yeah, <laughs> going crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> But so what's going to happen here if the season doesn't start on schedule because of the coronavirus? What's going to happen there? Uh, so the Lions play the Bears week one at home and then at Green Bay week two. Say those games don't happen. Uh, like they delay the start. To. Say they say they start to delay the season, though. Um, week three would then become week one. And those week one and week two games will just be pushed to the end of the schedule. So that becomes week 18 game and week 19 game, essentially. Are you just trying to stress everyone out, Big Z, and piss us off? I don't want to think about that. So even though the Lions, for the first time in like five years, aren't playing Green Bay in the last game of the season, if the season started in week three, they could be playing Green Bay in the last week of the season. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. So it'll be interesting. To, it'll be interesting to see how that all goes, and I mean that that could be up to like week five. They can just keep extending it out because what? they said the Super Bowl, which is on February seventh, can be extended by several weeks. Um, so th that's kind of the stipulation going around with this. I mean, apparently. we are very much due to beat Green Bay the last game of the season. I mean, how many times is like that'd be awesome if we win the Super Bowl in the summer. Like if it gets delayed that much, <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, this is like all set up something? to be played like around St. Patrick's Day. So, oh gosh, if we're if we're drinking a bunch of Kool Aid the week of the Lions Super Bowl and then St. Patrick's Day the week after, it's going to be a very unhealthy month. Of this March. just in: yeah. all blue Kool Aid drinkers die of alcohol poisoning <laughs> due to St. Patrick's Day and the Super Bowl, which the Lions won on the same day. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome, though. Yeah, the Lions could pull out some green uniforms. It'd be it'd be cool. Ooh. Super Bowl, Honolulu, <laughs> blue and green. <laughs> Little leprechaun mascot running around. It can look kind of like this, like my uh, the military <laughs> version. The what do they call it? Salute to service. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go through the Detroit Lions uh, schedule right here. Oh, wait, there's one more thing I want to bring up before we get into the schedule, and I just wanted to see what you guys' opinion was on it. So. The, the NFL could potentially lose 120 to $200 million a week is the estimate right now if there are no fans in the stands on a weekly basis. So what the NFL has proposed is that they put logos on the front of the uniform to try to make up some of that ad revenue. I don't know. It's not going to make up for that amount of money, but it's some additional revenue that wasn't there before. Um, I, would, I would guess the Lions would get forward on their jerseys. It seems almost too obvious. I don't think but, it works uh, that the way they already yeah. have it at the stadium. <laughs> but I, I, first of all, I want to get your guys' opinion. Uh, and we'll, we'll start with you, UJ. Just on your opinion, um, do, do you think the logo thing would be okay if it's just for one year, or are you, are you totally? I don't see any problem with it. I mean, I understand the lost revenue trying to make up for it. I don't want them to start looking like race car drivers, though. You know, with patches and stuff all over their uniforms, so they'll look be crazy. I think we got to keep it simple, though. 
But no, I don't have a problem with them doing that, trying to make up for lost revenue. Not at all. Yeah, but uh, uh, Rudd Dog, I think your <clears> problem <throat> is is that if they do it for one year, they're not going to go away from it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I mean, I understand it. I understand they're going to want to find that new revenue stream to make up for it, but the thing about revenue streams is they have a, a pesky way of sticking around once they're discovered. I mean, just because things go back to normal and they're making all that money with st- fans in the stands, I just don't see them. If, they, if this does actually generate them a decent amount of revenue next year, if things go back to normal, I totally will see that them sticking around, and I don't, I don't like the prospect of it. I'd rather they don't. I feel like it's a slippery slope, as they say. Bob, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it uh, for one year. But like, you, like you guys are saying, I wouldn't want to keep going forward. And and one thing about revenue streams that I learned from Ghostbusters: never cross the streams. <laughs> <laughs> good, good point, Bob. That's a good point. Always listen to Ghostbusters for wisdom. And uh, and Connor, let's let's get your opinion on it to finish this off. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I like. I was sad when the NBA did it. I'm terrified the NHL is going to do it. So I, I think I'd rather skip it because I do think they would never go away once they're there. So I, I think they can survive one year without that extra revenue myself. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like something both owners and players would be for just to throw additional money in the pot. It seems like they're always for that. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it won't yeah. go away next year. Like more money? on Why would they get rid of it? Unless it hurts the bottom line. Yeah, so, I mean, that'll be interesting to see what they do going forward. So, you, wait, my, my let's just for fun go around really quick. My prediction is if they get a logo, it'll be Ford or Little Caesars, I guess. If, if I had to pick, uh, I'd say Ford. It seems almost too obvious, but I, let's just go around the horn really quick. So, UJ. it's only one logo, though, just to be clear? Hey, yeah. hey, hey Bob, what's the name of that hot dog place we went to in, in Detroit that everyone goes to? Lafayette. Oh, uh, oh. Lafayette. Lafayette. Yeah. They're going to be Lafayette. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, Rudd Dog. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Ford, I guess. Uh, hopefully none, but <laughs> that does seem too obvious. <laughs> Why wouldn't you advertise your own? How about you, Bob? Yeah, you say, you say I, like, I like what you're saying, though. Uh, give like local sponsors, like, Lions, yeah. sponsored by the old Chalili Pub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or exactly. <laughs> I do That'd like that. Awesome, man. I like that better. <laughs> That'd be cool. Like literally, like, there's a little, like, little the Ford dealer on the back. You know, the local. Yeah, we're gonna do it, man. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> but yeah, so I agree. That'd be awesome. I have a question for Bob and Connor, though. What if it's uh, what if they go with American? Isn't American the other the one on the other that, side? Uh, of that wouldn't be right. No. Jackie, yeah. if, if the Lions are smart, they're not going to go with American. But what they're if they do? Would you guys be okay with that? Well, just shun the thought. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That, I know people question ownership, but that would really make me question ownership <laughs> if they go with American. <laughs> and then they should have the waiter in the crowd serving people. And they'll just ask them what they want and they'll remember it. Yeah, bring it back to their seats. <laughs> Only if it's Lafayette, though, dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, guys. So let's get into the 2020 schedule. What we're going to do, um, and UJ brought this up right before, I liked it, uh, is that we're going to break it down just like Matt Patricia likes to do in terms of how to break down a season. And he likes to do it in month. Is it month by month or in force? I think it's in quarters. Yeah. Quarters. So he likes to do it in quarters. Quarter so what we're going to do, I'm going to bring up four games. We're going to talk about each of those four games. Uh, 
talk about how it impacts us. So we're get, we're gonna do this assuming as well that the season goes on as scheduled. So the Please. opening day is September thirteenth this year, um, well, for the Lions at least, and they will be at home against the Bears, and then the week yes. after they will be at Green Bay, and then they will be at Arizona again. <laughs> God. Seems to be a you know a yearly ritual at this so point. So if we get travel. the delay, we could start the season with Arizona again. Yeah. Oh, please don't delay. And then they are at home. <laughs> and then they are at home against the New Orleans Saints. And uh, so that that's the first four weeks of the season. Uh, I I'm just gonna start this off here. Is that I love going against the Bears first game of the year. They have they're 0 four under Patricia against the Bear, uh, the Bears. Mr. Bisky, as much as we hate the guy, and he, he plays like shit against everybody else, he's actually played It's three of his four highest-rated games are against the Detroit Lions in his career. Um, but I, I like yeah. the fact that he might not even be a starter. It might, it might be Nick Foles, and I, I really like that matchup. And then going at Green Bay, a possible 2-0 start in first place in the division uh, would be a tremendous way to quiet everybody about – any qualms they may have about the Lions. So I really like um I really like the beginning of this schedule. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it yeah, too. I like, I, I like opening uh with a division game, you know well two division games. So if you get a strong start you're in a really good position. Oh yeah. And uh I I, I like it a lot. Opening against the Bears. It'd be sweet. Yeah, me too. I, I agree. Yeah, I I'm I feel very strongly that we would have beat the Bears if we had a Stafford for both games. So knowing for a fact he'll be healthy is makes me feel really good about Week One. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any thoughts about going to Green Bay uh, Week Week Two? I love it, especially you know, at Green nice Bay. To get it out of the way early. Plus, yeah. I mean, don't yeah. worry about the frozen tundra. True. I mean, I, I just love the first three games, especially. <clears throat> I mean. Division games are always tough. It doesn't matter how good teams are that year. They're always tough. And then we start and then the Saints with our third game. I just love how grueling the first three games of the season. And then, of course, the Cardinals. They've become like a divisional team against us. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Get, us, get, a, get a nice punch in the face, punch in the gut, get us to start off and wake up call right away. Hopefully we handle it well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, I mean, we talk a lot about the Bears and the Packers here, but, yeah, that second half of this uh, first four games, the Cardinals, and then at home against the Saints. I, I love that home game, that we get a home game against the Saints. They're a completely oh, different yeah. team on the road. Uh, that, that'll that definitely be a challenge. Uh, this is the return of Joe Lombardi into Ford Field. <laughs> a lot of waiting return. Yeah. Too bad he's not the head coach. It'd be a free <laughs> win. He's still – He's, he is where he belongs, a quarterback coach on the New Orleans Saints. You know, he, he doesn't have to do much work. Yeah. This, this is a good good challenge for me. Because, I mean, the Cardinals, we should beat them, but they're a team on the rise, I think, with uh, Kyler Murray, and they've got some new weapons coming in with the draft. Yeah. I think they're going to be a tough a tough game, but, you know, I think we should win. But uh, but it's, it's an interesting challenge. And then the Saints, I like having it at home. I so. love I love this. You know what I'm looking forward to in these first four matchups. So week one, Akuda against Allen Robinson. Week two, Akuda against Devontae Adams. Week three, Akuda against DeAndre Hopkins. Week four, Akuda against Michael Thomas. If you talk about a challenge uh, right there, uh, assuming that he is the one trailing him because he'll be the number one cornerback. But either way, our say, secondary will gonna... get an, a, a, a test really fast with those uh, receivers. You think they're just going to match him up yeah. with the top receivers from day one? I, I want that personally. I can, I can see it. I can, I can see, see it, it happening. 
mean, he's already their number one cornerback, like unquestionably. Uh, I mean, Trufant has yeah. some well, decent years under his belt. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm still if he needs it. But. <laughs> Hopefully that – I hope you're right, Connor, but I don't know if it's we're established there yet. But oh, yeah. I, I look at the Cardinals game, too, as like a revenge game. Uh, that game really hurt us dying that game last year. Oh, and, God. Uh, that was... I mean, that was such a – it felt like a defeat. It almost felt worse than a defeat. <laughs> Uh, it was a blight on the I, season. I look at it as actually you know, a revenge game, even though it's not revenging a loss. It's revenging a title through such a thing. But uh, I think it's an important game in line. You're going to want to make up for last year's tie. Oh, yeah. And and, and another thing with this uh, this, <clears throat> this schedule that I'm reading out is the Lions have the fifth toughest schedule in the NFL coming into the season, tied for fifth toughest. So I like it. I mean, uh, th- this initial schedule is pretty, pretty, pretty tough. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it is that it's not the number one toughest schedule. So if the Lions are two and two through this first four games, are you okay with that? Are you disappointed? Disappointed? I'm disappointed. I'm okay with it. I'm definitely disappointed though. If we're four, not four and zero, oh, I'm going to be disappointed. So, all right. So I'm kind of do I'm kind of doing this on the fly. Um, do we do okay. we want to do predictions by quarter here, or do we want to just do it all our predictions at the end? We can do it by quarter. Let's do them at the end. Okay. Yeah, I think we're at the end. <laughs> All right, we'll save them for the end. We'll save them for the end. So let's get to the second uh, part of the schedule here. So the Lions get, uh, yet again, two years in a row, a really early bye, week five bye. I'm not a fan of that at all. No. Uh, Me neither. It, it, uh, I, I, I don't like that they did it two years in a row, though. It's fine if you switch off, I guess, but doing it two years in a row kind of. The only thing I like about it is it makes it harder get to the Super Bowl. I guess that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I want to, I want to, <laughs> you know, I just, I want them to have the hardest season possible. So when they get to the playoffs, they're just freaking battle hardened warriors ready to take on anybody. That's right. the way I see it. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> Jacksonville, uh, week six at Jacksonville, then at Atlanta, um, week seven, and then home against the Indianapolis Colts. Week eight, so that that's the second part of the schedule here. Um, I this is where I see the Lions taking advantage Wait. mostly of their schedule. Didn't you say? Isn't the did you say the Vikings? Isn't the Vikings week eight? Yeah, the Vikings. Yeah. Vikings. Oh, the, okay, you week eight, but we're on uh, game is, eight. Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, the, uh, this, sorry. sorry the, about that. This is the seventh. Game of the season, but this is week eight. So okay. by gotcha. Jacksonville, Atlanta, Indianapolis. I mean week so. nine, but game eight. And the Vikings. Yeah, the, yeah, we'll throw in yeah, the Vikings. So at Jacksonville, at Atlanta, home against Indianapolis, <coughs> at Minnesota. So the, the Lions playing six of their first uh are, uh are playing wait, one, two, three, three four, five. Three five of, of the first eight games on the road. Oh. Uh, yeah, which I I personally like that we get those out of the way early because then we finish yeah, with three out of four home games at the end. And uh, yeah, I like, I like waiting that. up front. Right. Yeah, I like that. When the games really matter, like it's going to be important. Assuming there's fans at any of these games, it may not matter. We, we never have more than two road games in a row, anyway, so it's not too bad. I mean, yeah. And Jacksonville and Atlanta are pretty close, so I well, I don't know if they fly. They probably do fly back and then fly down again, but um. I, well, I like the ma- saving money taking a bus. I love the matchup against Jacksonville, even though uh, I'm a big fan of Gardner Minshew, at least personality wise. <laughs> I think that guy's starter? entertaining as well. Huh? Is he going to be the starter for sure? Yes, they have oh. not signed another quarterback since. Oh, okay, so uh, Minshew mania. 
Um, and then they are at Atlanta. Matt Stafford and Matt Ryan, best buds uh, in Georgia yeah. there, battling out. It, did you guys see Atlanta has an entire offense of either uh, – they're all first-rounders. They're all drafted in the first round. That's pretty wild. Wow. It'll suck for yeah. them to lose to us then. Literally all 11 positions, first-rounders. That's pretty wild. You don't see that Do they much. get a cookie for that? And there would be odds all that happening, but that's crazy. That's cr- that is crazy. Um, and then home against the Colts. I like I like that matchup as well. I, the Colts are like just an okay team to me, especially Philip Rivers. Yeah, we'll they got a thirty-eight-year-old quarterback they're relying on who was terrible last year. People think it was the offensive line, but uh, he's gonna have a lot better O line this year. I think the Colts will be a good pick for him, actually. Yeah, I mean he's gonna do pretty well there. Well, we beat them last year. Well, we beat Rivers last year, so. Oh yeah. 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 We won't have Slay to pick him off though, in the at the end. <laughs> yeah, we'll have uh, Okuda this year. Slay, Slay uh, you know, he did pick, get that pick at the end, but that that wasn't a great game for him up until that point. No, he, made, he got pretty much on until the end there. But, uh, he made the yeah, only play that matters. Players do. Good Still players get up 100 yards, though. I think that's overplayed, yeah. but that's me. <laughs> what was that, Connor? I know you wanted to throw something in there. Um, I think I made my point about Philip Rivers. Or okay, Rivers okay. Yep, just making sure. Um, and then, uh, not, and then this is the one. You know, this is the one that always gets us. The Lions snuck out one that one year where Matt Prater made a fifty-six yard field goal and sent it to overtime. The Golden Tate won, but the Lions in Minnesota struggle mightily. <laughs> um, I think they've won yeah. one in the last ten years there. It, it is always brutal. So if they can get yeah. a win there in the midseason, that would be that would be absolutely huge. Absolutely. Plus, I think that team is really good this year. I mean, I think the yeah the Ritter roster is they're going to be the favorite for that division <clears throat> for the the North. So and they had fifteen draft hands, of course. Fifteen draft picks this year because the media That's knows insane. nothing, Bob. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, I mean, Kirk Cousins uh, lit up the Lions in at least at Ford Field last year. Unfortunately, that. What, what was the final score, like 42-28? They were trained touchdowns for a while. There. I really felt like it was Keenan Allen lit up. <laughs> yeah. Well, our defense That's was terrible last this year, too. Vikings, so oh, I thought, you said, yeah. I thought you said Phillip Rivers. Sorry. No, Kirk, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Story, yeah. So. <laughs> we've, had, we've, all, we've performed poorly against them for so long. It's time to turn that trend around. Yeah, so the second the second part of the schedule is where the Lions got to start really ramping it up, especially coming off that bye week. Uh, th- this is where we got to see improvements from that first those first four games, and then we're coming down to the first part of the second half of the season here. So week nine uh, will be home against the Redskins, so a little revenge game against them, if you will. Then at Carolina, home against Houston for the Thanksgiving game, the only nationally pri- uh, televised game the Lions will be a part of this year. NFL is going to regret that this year. I expect flex games by the end of the year. Yeah, well, they'll be flexed later in the year to Monday night, so we'll have to worry about that. And then they are at Chicago in early December, which always seems like they're in Chicago late November, early December. It always seems to be the case. It'll be cold that day, too, trust me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That last game we went to, I couldn't feel my feet. Like uh, I, was, I was at that game too. My God, was it cold! <laughs> but 
Yeah, so, I mean, what, what do we think about this? Second? I, I'm a huge fan of this part of the schedule. I think this works out really well for the Lions. Washington, I mean, they they have a really good defensive line, after, especially after drafting Chase Young, who we wanted so badly. But they still have Dwayne Haskins, and uh, they have not added any. They actually lost their left tackle, Trent Williams. Uh, they haven't added anybody on the offensive line. They haven't added any wide receivers. And then at Carolina, they just got rid of Cam Newton. They just they tr- Luke Keekley just retired. They're they're a team that's rebuilding. Houston they just traded DeAndre Hopkins for uh, like nothing. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that was weird. One of the more inexplicable moves you'll see in the NFL. Uh, that's what happens when you let a coach be the GM, I guess. And then uh, at Chicago, a team that we all believe is very beatable, especially after our opinions on the opening game of the season. The Lions, I could. Completely see going four and zero here. What uh, What do you guys think? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Hopefully, we're still in contention when the second part heats up because I feel like this is when we're really going to start racking it up with the second half of the schedule here. Absolutely. Yeah, Bob. Bob, Bob we, what do you think? The, four games. Yeah, I like I, the Redskins. I mean, we lost to them last year, but that was they. They seem very beatable. That was that was more on us than them, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, we could win these four games and go into those final three out of four at home. I like it. I like it. Oh yeah, and I I just like Washington and Carolina. They, these two are, are not expected to do well. Uh, their their rosters don't match up to ours in terms of talent, I believe. So I really like those yeah. two games. Um, I I also look forward to. Should Matt Stafford go take a selfie before he uh, before he takes a knee? Uh, if, they, if they're if they're up by a significant amount against the Redskins, just like Dwayne Haskins did last <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like his style, but I like. It. Yeah, I don't think it's his style. I kind of forgot that even happened. I I almost forgot Dwayne Haskins existed. To be honest, kind of boring. Uh, oh wait, that that bring that makes me bring up something actually. Now that we brought up Stafford really quick, um, and Connor, I think you shared it with us. Is so Connor uh, Matt Stafford has been doing these things with TJ Lang for weeks, uh, maybe yeah. even for years. Uh, um, maybe, <laughs> Connor, you want to explain it? What? So TJ Lang had Stafford on, and he's like, "Hey Stafford, I bet like you can't do this random ass like really long multiple, uh, like long division problem." So I was like, "Yeah, sure, just give me two random numbers." And then like TJ Lang like lists off like 522 divided by like. 12,000, whatever. And Stafford thinks about it for like 10 seconds. Then he's like, here's the answer. And TJ Lang's like, no way, man. And then he holds up the calculator. Well, it was revealed today that that whole thing was faked, that TJ Lang just uh, texted him the answer. And he's like, come on, man. Do you think if I was a math wizard, it would have taken you 11 years to figure it out? Like, that's on you guys. I'm like, damn, he's right. Like, that is on us. Like, <laughs> I should have known that wasn't real. So I'm, I can't get mad at Stafford, but I'm like, come on, man. Like, the, bamboozled us. I, I kind of wish he didn't say it. Like, give people some hope that he had these this math this <coughs> math prowess. I literally texted that the Bears fans I know at work, and I'm like, that's my quarterback. Like, Trubisky is never, and now I look like a fool. Now I look like <laughs> the only reason I roughly believed it is because I had a math teacher in high school that could do uh, multiplication like that. It was incredible. I don't know how he did it. He did it with the number nine. And I thought Stafford knew that trick. But obviously it was a ruse. But uh, it was funny. It was good. Wait, UJ, UJ, uh, if you're if you're Trubisky yeah. and I ask you, uh, you know, what's like ten times ten? How would he answer that? Uh, uh, um, hold on, it's uh, ten. 
Ten. <laughs> All right. I just got to get that in there. <laughs> Thanks, Mitch. Thanks, Mitch. You tried your hardest, Mitch. You tried your hardest, Mitch. All righty, guys. So let's let's wrap up um, this schedule before we get into our predictions. So the Lions wrap up the season at home against Green Bay, then at Tennessee, which you know might be a fun game to go to, uh, then home against Tampa Bay, Tampa, and then, <laughs> and then home Tampa. against Minnesota. If you guys didn't see Tom Brady uh, trademark Tampa Bay, so, uh, but so the Lions How's again. That that's Green Bay at home, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Minnesota at home, and Tennessee on the road to end the season. Uh, those are all possible playoff teams, but they're all coming yeah. to Detroit except for Tennessee. Uh, and yeah. Patricia, very f- Tennessee is going to be a tough game. Three out of four at home, baby. That is nice. Hell yeah! And a possible NFC Championship preview with uh, Tampa Bay and Detroit playing in Detroit. Oh, yeah. Um, and it, it could be coming out of the division between Minnesota and the Lions, too. That's know? right. Yeah. It's going to be weird to, to not even uh, play, playing Green Bay. The last five years, the Lions played Green Bay at the end of the season. So I know. It's, yeah. it's I don't think we took to a single to one of them. <laughs> um, well, no, we, we took a couple of meaningless ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. We were out of the playoffs by that point. But, uh, you know, good. <sighs> Goody. Even the years when we were good and they were bad, they still beat us that last year guess game. God, I mean, what, what worries you guys? Uh, what what would be your biggest concern, um, uh, Bob, with the last part of the schedule here? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not sure. I believe in the whole Tampa Bay thing with uh, <laughs> with uh, Brady. Oh yeah, they're overrated. They do, but I mean, they're, they're going to be pretty good. And he's coming into a good situation there because they had a good offense already, which he didn't have in New England. But uh, I think that the Vikings game is the one to circle. I think that's what it's going to come down to. But they're all going to be tough games. We're going to have to struggle through them. And uh, but uh, I like I like it that the three or four are at home. So looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure. How about you, Rod Dog? Concerns? I guess my my main concern is that if uh, if Patricia and our new defensive coordinator haven't quite figured it out yet, I don't have any real concerns with any of these teams in particular. I think the Lions' main battles are going to be internal, and when they win them and sort them out, this team will be uh, unstoppable. UJ. All right, uh... I think I, the Vikings are definitely going to be the, the tough one on this on this section here, and I don't want to sell short the Titans either. The Titans are going to be a good team; they're going to be a tough one, especially in their home uh, field. Uh, so I'd say out of those four, those two of the games uh, worry me the most. Uh, Tampa, I'm really honestly, I, if, if Brady is still alive by that point, I don't know if he will be, but even if he is, I think uh, I think we beat Tampa for sure. And uh, the Packers, I think they'll be a ghost of themselves by that point of the season. So I think we beat them too. I see those two games, uh, you know, the Titans and the and the Vikings are the ones. If I'm gonna be worried, those are the two games that concern me the most. Yeah. Well, why the why the Titans? Is it Mike Rabel and the familiarity with Patricia? The running yeah. Well, look at them have. last year. How how tough they were. They got a great running game, big offensive line. They yeah, it's still a good And that and that's what I like. That's what I like about them. And that's what I like about what we're doing with this team. We're building the trenches. And those are the teams that are going to be the toughest to beat, like the Niners last year. But then Titans are going that route, too. I mean, they had a great running back last year, but uh, uh, they're just good in the trenches. You know, teams like that scare me more than 
you know, other teams with flashy players. Uh, the, the trenches scare me more than anything. If you, if you got good trenches, you're going to be a decent team. So that's why those teams, those teams worry me the most at that point. Yeah, Connor, uh, wrap it up here. What, what do you think about this last part of the schedule? Um, I mean, yeah, Vikings, like, that's going to be the tough test. I also have a lot of respect for the, uh, the Titans as well. I think they're just a really well-run organization, and I think everyone was a little surprised by their playoff run, but um, I would say definitely the Vikings is going to be the, the test. If, if we're still in it at that point and we win that game, I'll, I'll have a lot of faith in Patricia after mm-hmm. that. And and since you said a well-rugged organization for the Titans, I just want to give a shout out to the the new president of the Titans. He is a former what, Illinois Wesleyan grad. So a shout out to my old. Oh, man. I didn't know that. Oh, what yeah. did he do? Wow. <laughs> nice. Well, so, how about that? Shout shout out to my alma mater <laughs> on that one. Um. All right, well, gentlemen. How do you do? So there, there's one more thing I want to bring up before our predictions, and that's <clears> just <throat> the thought of. So even if the season starts, there is this potential where the like for instance the lions play the first home game of the season against the bears but there there's a very very good chance the season starts off with no fans in the stands but what if by you know december when we go to chicago fans are allowed in the stands is that an unfair advantage or is that just something that they're gonna have to deal with Deal with that's it. something they're gonna have to deal with. They're gonna let fans in the moment they can at these stadiums, and if it works yeah. out in their favor, great. If we have a lot of home games at the end, but if not, oh well. Like that's just how it goes. Yeah, they're gonna have to deal with it. I mean, both teams are under the same things. I mean, I guess there's an unfair advantage if your your home crowd is there with you, and and when you're playing at home, or, I mean, whatever the opposite. But uh, everyone's gonna have to deal with it. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, if and the the Chargers played well in front of an empty stadium for years, so it can be done. <laughs> nice. Um, it, it will be nice if the Lions do play an empty Lambeau field because you don't, we won't hear that go pack go shit uh, going on in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'll emulate it. I'd conflict. rather hear it. Yeah. They jump into the crowd like nobody's going to catch them. They're just going to fall over. <laughs> I'd rather hear it fade into insignificance as we grind their throats into the ground, but that's how I feel. Wow. Oh, it's very graphic. Kids, be careful. Don't listen to this podcast. What? Violent. (laughs) Violent? Football is a violent sport played by violent men. All right. All right. So. Sure. Now we're gonna finish up this uh, this preview this way with a way too early prediction. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna go around and give our way too early predictions for the upcoming NFL season for our Detroit Lions. So let's start off the camera with Connor. Man, what, what's your prediction for this season after seeing the schedule completely released right here? Um, no, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I really like the draft, and I uh, the only thing about the schedule I'm really mad about is the early buy. I'm, I think we're going to really surprise some people this year, and I think Stafford's, there's no question marks there. I'm not at all worried about his facts. I think we're going to go 12-4, and four and we're going to sweep all our division games. Oh, so 6-0 and wow. in the NFC North, huh? Yes. All right. I think I, so. I like it. You're drinking a Kool-Aid. I like it. So let's, oh, yeah, that's let's go over to you, Jay. Okay. Um, well, when I was drinking the Kool-Aid, 
my prediction came out 16 and L. <laughs> um, however, I decided to be, you know, a little more sober in this prediction. So I let the Kool-Aid wear off, and then I went over the schedule again. And I have us finishing 11 and 5. Um, I have us losing to Green Bay in the second game of the season because I think Green Bay will be good in the beginning, but they're going to fade as the season goes on. Um, I have us losing one game that we shouldn't lose, and that's the Colts. Um, I have us losing two to the Vikings. I don't know why, but that's just the way it came out. And then I have us losing one to the Bears in Chicago. Oh, that's our five losses. I have us winning all the rest of the games, making us 11-5, and five, definitely in the playoffs, if not division winners. But it's going to be tight between us and the Vikings, I think. I think the Packers will fade as the season goes on. I think they'll be relegated to third place, and the Bears will bring up their uh, I think uh, we are neck and neck in the division with the Vikings, eleven and five. So in, in that scenario, the Lions probably lose to the Vikings in the division because they lost to them twice in the season. Yeah, well, it depends on what the Vikings do during their season too. So I don't know. Well, just, yeah, just the way my just the way it came out uh, in my prediction. So that's it. That's all I can say. All right, and I should I should throw out there again uh, the the NFL playoffs uh, have been expanded, so there's seven teams from each conference make it now. So yeah. th- there's that little extra, uh, maybe nine and seven sneaks in where it didn't before, or eight and eight for that matter, or eight and eight for any record that would be a seventh place. <laughs> uh, Rudd Dog, <laughs> let's go to you, man. Uh, this is a tough one, mainly because it's really hard to find any games I think we'll lose. I said twelve and four. That's the toughest part is finding the losses. It is. It's really hard. Um, you got it. You can do this. Uh, we all believe, yeah, we all believe yeah, in yeah. you. You can make a prediction. Yeah. All right, yeah, you can do yeah, it. I I think the Lions are going to go thirteen and three. Their three losses are going to be at Atlanta. At uh, Atlanta. Yeah, you know, it's just an away game against an inferior team that might surprise us. Um, We're going to lose at the goal line at the end? Yeah. The oh, half, just half inch line? <laughs> it might be. They're going to blow the whiz to play dead because they thought he was in. and then ugh, Don't remind me. All right, so 13-3. Um, and three. Yeah, and then I think we'll lose to I, – I, I don't – see, that's the problem is I don't think we're going to lose, but the, I think a Carolina – Late in the season and Tennessee late in the season for our three losses. Wow! But uh, just because they're away games against decent teams and uh, Carolina would be a bad loss. Yeah, but yeah. you know, it happens. In our way too early predictions, Carolina will be bad at this point. Yeah, they'll probably be like undefeated when they play us, so it'll be understandable. Uh, <laughs> All right, thirteen and three. There you go. All right, Bob, <laughs> what do you got, man? All right, well, this. What the one game I fear is the the clash of the Titans, and I I don't mean the Tennessee Titans. I'm talking about the Cardinals, Lions, the two the Titans, the teams that battle every year. Yeah, this could be this could be another tie. Oh you know? no! So it could be fifteen zero and one. But I'm drinking the blue Kool Aid on this, and. Well, the Lions are going to be awesome. Stafford's going to be back. DeAndre Swift's going to be tearing up the league. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Okuda's oh, yeah. going to be defensive rookie of the year. Um, 
this this and Galladay, forget it. He's going to lead a league in everything. So and sixteen and nine, get it. Sixteen and zero heading into the playoffs. He said it out loud. Damn it! You you make me feel weak, Bob. I gave in to realism and all that bullshit. Go Lions! Oh, and just because you do it out there, uh, DeAndre Swift twelve to one to win rookie of the year, seven to one for Okuda to win defensive rookie of the year. Hey, is, has any team ever had the rookies of the year in offense and defense? It's never happened. I don't know off the top of my head. I would have looked that up for the next episode. Yeah, it'll have to be crazy. And then um, you gotta be crying better than laughing. So I got it. Wait, hold on, hold on. What, what was that, UJ? <laughs> you go first, man. I said you know everything. You, you know all these stats. You are a stat guy. This, has this ever happened before? I don't know. I, I don't know off the top of my head on that one, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. We should ask our producer. We, we will have to do that. We will have to. Uh, maybe we'll have them inserted here. Uh, but. Okay. So, uh, my prediction right now is uh, I'm sitting at ten and six. That that's what I, I have the Lions uh, getting in the playoffs with that record. But I, I, <laughs> Bob's looking at his not understanding. The prediction. <laughs> um, I really, I, I definitely think they'll have a couple games on the road where they struggle. Uh, I I do think the Saints at home that that one's going to be a really tough one for them to pull off. Uh, I, I I think that their offense for the Saints matches up really well against at least what the Lions did last year on defense. So I see that one as a struggle, but uh, overall I see this team really improving, and I I see like 500 at the beginning of the season and finishing strong near the end of the season. So hey Z, when that Saints game comes up, I predict you will pick the Lions to win. That <laughs> Guys, on the podcast. You, you probably will. <laughs> yeah, early predictions. That's a bold prediction. Bold predictions about our later predictions. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a suspicion if we go week by week, we're probably going to predict the Lions win every week. But that's, that's my idea. That's a bold prediction, about. Connor. That's, that's hey, crazy talk. I have something to go back real quick. Craziness. You asked the question, has one team ever had offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year? Guess which was the first team to do it? The Detroit Lions. It was Len Barney and Mel Farr in the same year. Wow. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, wow. It was like it was. Whoa. Uh, it was fifty-one years before it was replicated again by Lattimore and Elvin Kamara. Ah, I thought it was the Saints that did it. Yeah. Oh my God! Isn't that That's crazy? Awesome. That's cool. That, that is awesome. awesome. That is awesome, though. <laughs> So, Rudd Dog, stack guy oh. over there today. Rudd Dog, only in Oh, baby. <laughs> that guy went over here. should wear number 20. Okuda? Oh, yeah, Okuda should wear number I, 20. It's kind of conflicting whether or not it's retired. I've read somewhere recently that it actually is retired, so I don't know. Like they said, that, I think they it's retired. It's not literally retired, I don't think. I know. Like, but, it, but it's basically retired, yeah. In like 2004, they had all three 20s. Uh, Lem Barney, Billy Sims, and Barry Sanders at a ceremony at Ford Field. I was looking it up the other day. But, yeah, so I don't know. But, yeah, if he could, I would love to see it. But, hey, w- Okuda and Swift as rookies of the year, co-rookies of the year for offense I like defense. It. Ooh, yeah. That would be sweet. All right. So I think that's going to wrap it up for us here. Uh, we all the Lions get in the playoffs, at least, and we all, we're all we all predicting Super Bowl, right? 
Oh yeah, that's oh. A, that's a given. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's just assumed. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. just making sure. <laughs> just making sure. Um, <laughs> make, making sure the Kool Aid was going down the right the right pipe there. So. <laughs> All right. So th- this has been our uh, our first recording on Zoom. So even if you're not seeing the video posted, um, you know, the, the hopefully the podcast still turned out okay for you. And how can you not love these mugs? <laughs> um so what what we're gonna do for just stay tuned on what we're gonna be doing going forward here uh to fill up the summer months especially with we don't even have otas or anything to talk about so we're gonna try to get creative with our content here and i i hopefully i I present an idea to our crew so we're gonna probably test run it before we actually say what we're gonna do but um so just just stay tuned to what we're gonna do uh i want to thank everybody for listening to we had our 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 draft grade podcast, our last one was our biggest episode ever. So this thing is growing uh, astronomically, which is really cool. Which is really cool. Yeah. So thank you, thank you, everyone. We yeah, love you. Yeah, and uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening. What you can do, you know, please follow us on Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool Aid. Follow us on Twitter at Drinking Lions. Um, please subscribe and leave a review uh, on on Apple Podcasts. That we can really use any sort of feedback possible. Um, we also have a, an email now, too, you can email us at. So if you have any questions or if you want to get in contact with us, maybe we can bring you on to the podcast and talk about the Lions as well. We'd also appreciate that. So it's, it's drinkingthebluekool-aid uh, at gmail.com. Very simple. It doesn't get more simple than that, really. There's no space between the Kool-Aid either. It's K-O-O-L-A-I-D. No, spa- no hyphen or anything like that. So uh, we'll have that information and stuff on our social media as well. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it. Stay tuned. Hopefully, we'll have um, some good, uh, a good product here to give you in the next few months to entertain you, to fill that Detroit Lions void uh, here in the summer months, mm. especially while we are still quarantined. But we want to thank everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. And last but not least, gentlemen, as always, go! charging team that will not yield and when the blue and silver wave stand and cheer the brave rock 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 go hard win the game with honor you will keep your fame down the field and gain a lion's victory Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big-